welcome back to the Some Sort of Miracle podcast. I'm Ed, and today I'm joined by Nick. Hello. By Paul. Hiya. And by new to the podcast for the very first time, Claire Wybrow. Hey. Welcome to the podcast, Claire. Thank you. It's a joy to be with you. Um, so we're not we're not doing a, a long interview with Claire or anything today or quizzing her on all of her experiences or anything, but I think maybe it might be helpful if you could just introduce yourself shortly. Now, I, I didn't prep you for this, and I should have done, so I'm sorry for that, but if you could just kind of give us a little bit of an idea of who you are and what you do. Um, I'm Claire, and I, as Ed explained, and I am the core officer at Bradford Citadel Salvation Army. I've been there for a couple of years and so kind of my uh, day-to-day life at the moment is in terms of supporting the community with food parcels and doing kind of virtual online worship, uh, sending out resources and, yeah, just doing, hopefully doing what God wants us to do in the community where I find myself. That's brilliant. Thank you. It's really excited to have you here with us on the podcast today. And we're going to be talking all things the Holy Spirit no, 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 <laughs> no we're not. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. So throughout all the build-up to this episode, I every time I try to refer to the Trinity, I call it the Holy Spirit, and I did decide to ditch the whole holy prefix to the Trinity there, uh, just for the purposes of getting the right word in. But that has failed right from the off. So um, apologies for that, listener. But um, we're going to carry on talking about the Holy Trinity. There we go. There we go. There is an outside chance that you may have caused a few car crashes when people are listening to this while driving. You just shouted no down the road. No. Yeah, I will try and edit it so I don't hurt people's ears. Uh, But we're going to be kicking off with a bit of an icebreaker on this one. And I thought it might be fun um, because growing up, I'm sure many of the people listening, if you kind of grew up in church circles, you would have heard teaching on the Holy Trinity. Uh, where they give a really bad analogy of what it's like. And um, I thought if we could all share an analogy for the Holy Trinity that uh, they heard growing up. So I'll start. And the one I I remember is um, an egg, Uh, that God is like an egg. And it's made up of three parts, the shell, the yolk and the white. And I'm sure there's something deeply heretical about that understanding of uh, God or something very wrong. But that's always stuck with me for some reason. So what other ones have we uh, we heard out there? I couldn't think of anything from um, like from listening in church, to be honest. I feel like I've ever just not been listening to church. Oh, it's not really been part of teaching and growing up and whatever. But when I was thinking about it, I tried to think of like what's the easiest way to relate to like three things that also create one thing. So all I came up with was um, like body, mind and spirit, like three. So it's, okay. you're still Ed, but you have a body, your mind and your spirit. And that makes Ed. So that was kind of what I kind of, that's all I could come up with, to be honest. That's good. I like that. I think the one that uh, is in my mind is the whole concept of water. And you get liquid water that comes out the tap. You get uh, ice when it freezes and you get steam when you boil the kettle. Mm. I think in terms of water being the one thing, but comes in three different forms. So whether that's true when it comes to the Trinity or not, who knows? Oh yeah, I like that though. There's something there's something cool about all of those parts being the same thing but in a different form or different state. Yeah, I, it's hard to know if any of these are accurate in any way, but <laughs> I think that's one of the difficult things because we don't actually really understand. But well, I have no idea if any of these analogies actually get anywhere near the mark. Um, I'm kind of like Nick. 
Um, which, given that we've had the same features, maybe that was just a, a bit of a gap in, a gap in our <laughs> teaching. As we were busy up. texting each other. Either that or, yeah, either that or we were just making silly faces at each other across the church. Um, so I did a Google, as I'm known to do, um, and I found a couple. Um, there's one that I really like, which I found even since we were talking about this before the podcast, uh, and it's the idea of a flame or a, of a candle, um, and God is the flame, Jesus is the light and the Holy Spirit is the heat. Okay. Right. So is like that Augustine, that Paul, is that? Oh, sure. I think it was, yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, it's Google, I just checked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that. But yeah, I thought that was a really good one. There was another one which was a tree and the roots were God. Jesus was the tree and the spirit is the leaves. So like the yeah. leaves are like branching out and the Holy Spirit goes to everyone. I thought that was quite a nice imagery. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how helpful these ones are. I think they, they are in some way. <laughs> um, yeah, what do you guys think? Do you think they're a helpful way of talking about the Trinity? In some I'd... ways, it kind of helps us to imagine it, but then it's that hard thing in knowing what's true within it and what is, do we then become to believe to be true because that's the analogy we know. Yeah. I'm just not sure. I don't know if it's helpful or not. <laughs> Maybe sure we can get we can get further into that as the podcast goes on. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm glad I've got the first question actually because um, yeah. I didn't really have an answer for it, so I'll check it out to yeah. you guys and see what you think. So, uh, uh, my my question for you all really is: What is our understanding of the Trinity in? I guess in real terms rather than aside from analogies. It wasn't Augustine, by the way, Paul. That's a different one, but I will talk about that later, I'm sure. Yeah, I knew that, definitely. (laughs) I think um, I'll I'll take a stab at it. I think so. Well, me and Paul were in uh, a training thing last night and and someone was uh, talking on this Zoom call about the word perichoresis um which is a greek word and i probably i've probably butchered that pronunciation so i'm sorry if there's any greek speakers and it may not even be greek (laughs) maybe hebrew or something i don't know sounds greek to me um it's all greek to me it's it's all greek but i think the the meaning of that is um the the dance of the divine or this this holy dance that's going on and it's a description of uh, the Trinity as this uh, constant fluid movement within God and this this dance and uh, the the thing I love about that metaphor or what about that idea is that it it's, it speaks of a God who is not only um, kind of in community with Himself but He is calling us into that as well and He is calling us to participate in this dance that's going on throughout all of creation. Uh, and I don't know if that answers the what is the Trinity. I think it's quite an arty-farty way of going around the subject, but I, I like it. I was reading a little bit about in terms of the idea of the Trinity. And obviously, as we think about it, we think of it as like a theological concept. Whilst for the early church, they were just describing what they were experiencing. Because a lot of them were from a Jewish background and they knew that there was one God. But then they'd encountered the person of Jesus and then at Pentecost, they experienced the Holy Spirit. And so rather than it being something they were told to believe, it was something they saw and trying to put mm. together a way of how to explain that. So no, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, it all comes out of, I mean, I guess this is the, 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 sorry, the distinction between uh, the Jewish faith and Islam and Christianity is just the idea of the Trinity, because the, the other two are very much one God 
and and it's just one entity rather than uh, we have this distinction in christianity that, that three is but it's still one but also split out into three so i guess is that part of it as well as for the early church trying to distinguish themselves from the jewish kind of thinking mm. um yeah it's i found myself wrestling today quite a lot with this idea of like how how does this work <laughs> Yeah, and it's not ever explicitly mentioned in the Bible. It's not it? all, yeah. There's not. I mean, you get the reference to the character, each character, I suppose, in yeah. inverted commas, but you, you never get the word Trinity or, or the yeah. idea that three in one or anything like that. It's just, it's kind of, it's like you say, Claire, it's a theological concept that we've kind of come up with to try and knit, to, to, to weave those sort of um, characteristics together. Yeah, the only bit I can think of really that, not even a Trinity, but Jesus in John... I've forgotten which one it is. What were we talking about yesterday, Ed? On Forge? Is it John 17? Yeah. Verse 4, yeah. Forgot, uh, Jesus proceeds like everything, like he was loved before. Is that... Yeah, so it was, it was yeah. yeah. So mm. John 17 is about Jesus talking about what's basically what's going to happen um, when mm. he gets crucified. But he's talking about um, how he says he has God's name and God has given him his name. And then was sometimes obviously a description of sort of what what they had. So it was kind of saying, God's given. I, I have I have God's power, and God mm. has mine. And there's a, a, an intrinsic link there. That's the way I read yeah. it. Anyway. Um, yeah. To go a step further into the Trinity, that we don't see a great deal of. No, we. Jesus. I guess we don't see it explicitly, but we do see like it's i would say it's a very well supported thing in scripture with the number of times we see that that triad of in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit in the new testament and we see that and one of the one of the bits i love in genesis that kind of supports this is then god said let us make man in our image after our likeness and he uses that collective term for himself and i think that's just amazing isn't it right back from the beginning god refers to himself as us you as, get a reference yeah. in uh, in genesis as well about the spirit hovering over the water as well so mm. that, that kind of knits in and like the the word being before is in the word being jesus being before creation kind of thing so so it does yeah it does kind of support the idea again it's, it's an extrapolation though isn't it it's not a yeah 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 and then there's other schools of thought as well like like modality and things that um where they're just not really a, a trinity at all it's just it's the same god but with different guises so it's like i guess like a change of clothes to, to, to put it in in uh, simple terms so yeah god appears as this it's just one god but appearing in different kind of forms um which again is uh i don't know this i, I can find holes in all of them that's logically thinking <laughs> i think that's the analogy that sits best with me of it being one god but three gods but it's one god and then i keep going back in my head to three then one then three then one um and I guess that links in with my question, which may be offensive to some, so I apologise if that's the case. Um, and it's going to be put bluntly because I can't think of a way of making it sound nicer. But if they're all the same but not the same, and we can't really understand the difference between the three, does it really matter that we've got three or one or three or one or three or one? No, three and one. Or three one. and one. And yeah. <laughs> I've gone around in circles if you can't tell. There was a from Augustine of Hippo, which says we only speak of the three persons because otherwise we'd be able to say nothing at all. And so yeah. it's in that we don't really know what's going on. As yeah. 
but that's the the closest we've got to understanding it and grappling with it might be that idea of three three mm. persons I quite like that as well because I think I must have read the same thing, Claire. Because it, it, I kind of it led me along to that. It's like the limitation of language, isn't it? Like it's the limitation yeah. of we're trying to describe something that's so other, literally otherworldly that uh, it's it's very difficult to do that. And and I suppose it's a little bit like for me again speaking personally when we're looking at like creation genesis does it matter if it's actually true to the word? Is it you know is it does it matter if that is it just conceptual and um allegory or is it just you know is it just is that is that the important part of it for me i don't think so hmm. it was a good job because if it was then uh, I, I, I think we'd all be failing right believe it. <laughs> 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 I've, I've always found it really difficult i've done a lot of like sunday school and things like that um and you, occasionally you get a, a kid when you're talking about the trinity and they say well how can there be three and one that doesn't make sense i'm like well I, I tend to agree with you on that. I'm, I'm equally confused by you when you're a four-year-old. So um, it's always been a really difficult one for me to say, yeah, I don't understand and you don't understand either and that's fine because that's just not how sort of culture suggests. And I think it's human nature to want to put a, a label on something that is explainable. Um, mm. But I guess if that's... that sort of thing of... Sorry. We've just accepted it. And we, if we grow up in faith, you kind of... The Trinity, you just accept that that's the thing. And it's when you come to try and explain it and discuss it in that way that suddenly it's beyond what we can put into that language. Yeah, and I guess that's where my question kind of stems from and trying to explain it to someone else who's never had to think about it before. Mm. If, they're, if they're all the same anyway and they can't, and that's a real stumbling block. Is it okay to just accept that it's the same and God is all three and move on? I mean, the other side of it is like, is he all, is he all three? Or is he just one? <laughs> That's the, I get, that for me is where the tension comes for. Cause I think I, I've got to a, a place now and I don't think I'd believe myself saying this five years ago where I'm just all right, not knowing some stuff. Like I just think I'm not gonna, I can wrestle with it. And there's, there's better minds than mine who have fought over this logically and still not arrived at a conclusion. So I'm all, I'm all right with that. But I guess the t the tension for me comes between there's n there's not really an, a full narrative that fits. There's lots of narratives that maybe have a little niche missing, and that for me then it doesn't. I don't think either theory is really nailed on. I, I think they're both like seventy five percent, and that's the problem for me because the, if one was seventy six, one was seventy four, then you've got you can lean. But for me, I don't think I kind of stuck somewhere. I think the difficulty I've got is they're both a hundred. <laughs> yeah um and i think that's the point of god being so much more than we can possibly imagine that i can't quite work out how that's possible my brain's just not and i don't think any brain will ever be capable of yeah getting that yeah i think often we we get wrapped up in the zoomed out view of of all of this and we try and work it out and try and understand the whole thing together and the whole trinity as, as one and i think I find the concept much easier to understand when I look at the individual things. So do I, do I get that there is a God that, that God exists in and the Holy, the father? Yeah. I, I kind of get that. You see that throughout the old Testament, you see that lived out and in action there. Do I get that Jesus was fully man and fully God? I, yeah. Harder. I would say for me, a little bit quite difficult, but I, I, I believe it and I'm, I'm there. 
And um, and I see that lived out in the scriptures. I see Jesus, uh, who is fully man and fully God in there. And then do I believe in the Holy Spirit? And do I believe that God can come and dwell within us? And um, yeah, and who is present with us in all the all these places? And I think, yeah, I, I believe that. And then I, so I, in the specifics, the individually, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on board fully. And then I take a step back and think, OK, so do I then believe that each of those are the same as the other and are interwoven and one as also being separate as well? And I, that's where I get a little bit lost. And I think, yeah, this is above my pay grade. But I think for me, if I stay at the um, the individuals, I'm, I, I don't know if that's um, a helpful way of viewing it or not. I don't know. I think what we're saying is as long as we understand the different characteristics of the three and that they're all intrinsically linked as God. Yeah. Then it doesn't really matter whether we can define it as three or one and which one we choose. I don't think it matters ultimately to God. I think he just loves that we're trying to think about him and be in relationship with him. And, you know, I think he'll give us a big pass on all of this stuff that's uh, that's way over our head anyway. <laughs> I, I really hope so. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I think yeah, it's 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 really difficult when you look when you look at each each like you say, Adi, like the the micro view rather than the macro view. I, I'm exactly the same. I can see yeah, I can see God there as a as a father. I can see God as the son. I can see God as the Holy Spirit. So it's just then 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 what? Like is that so? That's either one God. Or it's one god, three gods in one, or it's three gods. Like that, <laughs> those are the three options out there, really. The relative of options. Yeah, <laughs> and and I don't really know, and there's not really anything nailed down to say any one of those is is truer than the other, and that's my problem. <laughs> yeah, I guess the the thing we've got is two thousand years of Christian orthodoxy that would point us towards the the monotheistic route. <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, true. But yes. Yeah. As much as I'm, I'm one for pushing against tradition and challenging things. I think on these ones that I don't really see an outcome, I don't really see it being particularly different. I'm happy just to go. You know what? I'll, I'll go along with that, even if I don't fully understand. It's not, it's not taxing too much from me on that. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I, I guess it's easy to get tied up in knots within it. Just thinking purely. I mean, if you just lay it out take everything else out and just purely logically looking through it, it it won't hold up any which way so you might as well just pick your favorite <laughs> or the one that's easiest <laughs> to believe i suppose <laughs> well that's a good point and i think it brings us on to the next question really nice and uh nicely and uh that question is which part of the trinity do you relate to the most and i first thought about this when i heard someone talking about or asking the question who do you pray to when you pray, do you pray to God the Father? Do you say, oh, dear Jesus? Do you say, um, Holy Spirit, um, I need this? Or do you say, it, does it depend on the situation? Does it depend what you're praying for? Uh, I Looking at this myself, I, I always tend to pray, uh, dear Heavenly Father, or I kind of pray to God the Father, and that's quite a natural thing to me. Um, but then I just started thinking, oh, yeah, maybe, like, am I missing out on praying to Jesus or the Holy Spirit? Or does it all get there anyway, because they're all one? To be honest, I remember a few times like, on a Sunday when I'm, like, leading worship or praying, and I start off praying Heavenly Father. And then as I start 
like speaking through the prayer, I suddenly think I've tied myself up in knots because now I'm saying like, do I say thank you for your son or do I say thank you for what you've done? And then <laughs> on what I started off praying, who I started off praying to. And I like to think, as you said it, that actually it's all connected. So he understands yep. our use of language or not. They've got a holy redirect set up and it all just works it out <laughs> really well. All forwarding. <laughs> the voice man. Alicia, yeah. press one for Jesus. I think um I think for me normally, I think I'm probably when I'm when I'm thinking sort of in a reflective sense, um probably to, to the Holy Spirit. I think it's okay. the Holy Spirit that comes and dwells in us, and I think that um that resonates with me quite well. So when I'm in a reflective state, I think I would probably in my own head sort of talk, talk to the Holy Spirit mm. um, but I've heard some people say um, the way they pray is to imagine they're having a conversation with Jesus and it's imagine that Jesus is just sat in the car with them or on the sofa or whatever um, and I've, I've tried that and found that quite a helpful little like tool for prayer as well so I would say for you the question that you didn't ask uh, which do we pray for the Holy Spirit and, and Jesus both um, maybe I'm missing out on the Father bit Maybe I should try that as well. I've got um, you covered there, Paul, because I'm a, I'm a heavenly father kind of guy. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so between us, we we're all... Between, yeah, if we're all praying for the same thing, it'll all get there eventually. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, the yeah. important thing here is to cover the bases. Is that what you're saying? I really? think so. <laughs> if you're going to pray for one, at least make sure somebody else is praying to one of the others. Just thinking about that, I'm just thinking about how in the, the Bible, Jesus prays for us. So when Jesus prays for us, obviously he's, I assume, then praying to the Father. And just having a conversation then, with himself. Is he praying to himself? This is the, where there's that tension between fully man and fully God, isn't there? Because, like, yeah, like you say, he's not he's not praying to himself. He's, he's, he says, like, Father quite a lot, doesn't he, or Abba? Um, so, but then, like, he, 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 why does he need to do that? Because he's God. <laughs> Yeah. I'm imagining now like a Gollum and Smeagol from Lord of the Rings where he's <laughs> yeah. talking, praying into a mirror against himself. <laughs> I don't think that's okay. <laughs> this is the thing, like, it's so easy to tie yourself up in knots, isn't it? Of a, it really of is. a th- but I wouldn't say they're like insignificant things. Like, I think it's in- important to tackle stuff like this, particularly like, uh, and I don't know something we just had in conversation when we were um, thinking about the this episode about when we're talking to people who maybe don't have a faith tradition at all or don't have anything to do with church or you know how do you kind of portray these these big concepts um simply uh, and i there's a, so, uh, there's a quote i can't remember who said it, it was a, about explaining an expert something can explain something really complicated to a child um or yeah or someone who has no understanding of the the situation but i I, I am definitely not an expert. I'd like to put that one out there. And listening to a lot of material about this subject, I don't think there are any experts. Yeah. Uh, when we proposed talking about the Trinity, I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be fine. That'd be all right. We got that. And then the more I started thinking about it, I thought, oh, there's, there's a lot here that I haven't spent the time thinking through. And I'm not sure if I had, it would have helped too much. But um, clearly, I, I haven't, I haven't gone down that route too much but um to, to go back to the question i think the the although i i've said that i pray to heavenly father i think i find it easier to relate to jesus i think the humanness of of um jesus 
is is what's always drawn me back into faith when I've when I've had difficult times and um and we've spoken on the podcast about, uh, before about how um the life and the the birth life and death of Jesus is a story that uh, just draws you in and is such a compelling and amazing thing and for me that that is at the heart of my faith I guess that that understanding of who Christ is so then yeah when when I compare that to I guess the way I relate to the Holy Spirit I find that a lot harder uh, because it's so intangible it's not like me it's beyond me even though I'm a little bit like Jesus not as much as I'd like to be but um, I can't see the link there with uh, with the Holy Spirit yeah and that's that thing in terms of our own discipleship is about being like Jesus and mm. our lives on who Jesus is whilst it becomes a Kind of the idea of modelling ourselves on who Father God is seems some sort of like, I don't know, ego thing. I don't know what. But in terms of the Jesus thing, recognising the humanity and the God part seems slightly more, slightly more attainable. (laughs) I think I see it somewhere in between. I think it definitely... When you see Jesus as a human, like and you can read, you can see like he experiences like real angst and real like real emotion, like, the things that you you know that you can kind of really um, relate to, um, and I think that's that's an easier way to go. But I also think like God as a, a father, just as a can, just as a, a a father figure that just gets it, you know, if it, it, when it's when it's hard, just you know like a heavenly cuddle kind of thing, like I get it. Mm-hmm you know yeah. i'm i'm here you know um so i think yeah probably those two on an equal footing and, and similar to you Ed, the holy spirit uh yeah he's a little bit more abstract i think it feels yeah, a little think... bit more abstract i think it's 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 a tangible feeling but the concept is more abstract if that and i guess experientially it's it's easy but trying to describe it as i am now is not <laughs> it's not easy <laughs> yeah i think i agree nick um, I think, like you say, I think when when you when you see the emotion of, a, like a, a narrative, from from someone. So like even in the Old Testament, I think there's times where I can see God being the father figure, like smashing his head against a, a wall because people are being so crazy, like everyone's killing each other or people have done something that's stupid. And you just I, some of the stories make me just think that God must be just like just face palming constantly. <laughs> um, and I think there's a real humanness about that. Um, mm. And obviously the same with Jesus being 100% God and man at the same time, but the the human nature of that. But I think the the Holy Spirit's a difficult one because you don't get any actual words. Like the Bible's got Jesus's words and God's words from other people. The Holy Spirit's a lot less tangible than that in a in a practical sense, I guess. Different languages, I suppose. That's the <laughs> the Holy Spirit's kind of gig. <laughs> <laughs> Just looked up the Salvation Army doctrine on this matter because uh, that's always a helpful tool. Uh, Nick's rubbing his hands together already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and it, I've noticed there's we've got three, I think, on this topic, three doctrine, and Claire may be able to tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, well, one on the Trinity. Um, yes. Yeah. So the the number one three. we've got on the Trinity, number three, I says. Yeah, that's good. They've done that on purpose, haven't they? Yeah, totally. Um, We believe that there are three persons in the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and and the Holy Ghost, undivided in essence and co-equal in power and glory. So that's helpful, I think. I'm kind of, I'm on board with that, except for the the Holy Ghost. 
the Holy Ghost, I, I don't know. What do you think? Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost? Or is it a pointless distinction between the two? I think Spirit's better because just, yeah, yeah it kind of reeks of Halloween. The ghost image. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think in a, in a modern context, Ghost is more Casper than uh, God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess my my question within that is that, you know the core equal in in power just can we just read that a little bit again yeah um undivided in essence and co-equal in power and glory yeah so I guess, it goes back i guess to like the creation idea of, of if we sometimes it's unhelpful that god we use god to describe the father so that, and that's kind of overarching whereas sometimes we can say god and it mean the trinity so that's a confusing distinction to start with but yeah if if jesus is god's son it you know was he created by the father if so then that's there's there's, there's a kind of a hierarchy there and there's a creator and the created even if you argue that jesus is part of the uncreated which is another conversation but and then the holy spirit again as a, as an extension of that start does that start from god the father is he like the top of it and then the other two underneath if you look at a triangle like the top being it being pointing upwards god but and then if that's true then co-equal in essence or power everyone's kind of looking ah it doesn't make sense do you know what i mean i think you can probably imagine it better as like a fidget spinner and they're each spin which one's at the top that's my analogy i'm taking that one copyright there we go like right on cue so yeah, that's where that's where the confusion comes from is because like if there's an element of creation there, which must mm. mean that that God the Father maybe has a little bit more yeah. of an edge. <laughs> I guess in my head, the whole Father and Son was kind of a metaphor to help us understand rather than an accurate thing. That that may be completely wrong, but it, that's the always the way I've understood it. That is Jesus literally God's Son. Maybe not. Oh, I think if you can, a, if you have to agree co-equal in power, you can't say that one came before the other one. Yeah, so I and, think I think yeah. like Nick said, the different geysers. It was Nick, wasn't it? Yeah, but then that's um, that's yeah, then you're into modality. Then so then then if you think that's true, Paul, then it wasn't Jesus that died on the cross. The guy that was God Himself. So then that's another whole like mind. Yeah, I think I, I think that's where I sit. Okay, I've, there's not yeah, there's not a particular problem with that i guess it's just that's a, a distinction to make that then that's that's god himself on the cross rather than god an extension of god yeah i think I, I prefer that because i think some people have previously described it as jesus being sacrificed by god and i'm less comfortable with that yeah then i guess i was just looking up um when jesus prayed my god my god why have you forsaken me <laughs> yeah yeah, and like, why is Jesus praying to God then? If he actually is that just like Ed says, is that just you know a helpful thing for us, you know, just so you can see how this should be done, guys? Or is he actually because then that falls down then, doesn't it? Because then he's not maybe he's, Jesus is really annoyed at himself, essentially praying to himself. And then, like, if you look at Gethsemane as well, like that's that's for me that that's the picture of humanity, like Jesus being human um in the garden you know when he's about to be crucified uh or the night before sorry um so yeah it's just i mean it's this is where i run myself around i'm sorry if that's not been helpful to anybody but this is where i run myself <laughs> around in circles <laughs> 
Ed's, look, Ed's looking um, tortured in the top corner. Thunder, I'm far, far more confused than I thought I would have been. How often, how often do we end the podcast more confused than we were at the beginning? Quite usually, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, this is interesting because, sorry, coming, coming on to uh, my question was looking at, yeah. does the Trinity teach us about living in community? Mm. And I think from my perspective, it was kind of that, that community in terms of how they interrelate to each other and how that's that perfect image of community. Although yeah. some things that we've raised potentially about the relationship between father and son may make that more complicated. So yeah, yeah. What, just about living in community. There's a really nice um, kind of metaphor for that, Claire. I think, I don't know if you came across it with, I think that might be in Augustine as well, when he says, um, God is lo the lover loved and love itself. Like those okay. are the three kind of guy guises. So, and that's the, the community within is it's called a, a community of love and i really like that but then that that's i can only really like that if i actually agree with that in the first place so i quite as a concept i'm really on board with that so but as far yeah. as that community within that kind of shared shared space almost if you if you will that it is a community of love how each kind of displays a different facet of love if you imagine like turning a diamond and seeing different different facets yeah um, you said you didn't have any analogies at all nick and you just come out with two priceless ones there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i do <laughs> so this whole thing about community and relationship is actually really important to to me i think and it's really helped shape my understanding of mission and understanding of actually what it means to live out faith in the world and this this idea that we're made in the image of God who is in community with himself and therefore we crave as part of who we are community we crave relationship with others and that idea that God is in community with himself and calls us to be in community with him calls us into community with others and it's all just centered around relationship centered around love and that's that is central to the character of who god is and central to who we are and central to the whole point of everything that's going on and that is kind of quite a big part of the lens that i view the world i think yeah. <laughs> um so then we're unpicking the Trinity is a really like uncomfortable thing here because it's 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 kind of like yeah, picking out something at the base and then you're going oh okay how does that what's the what's the dominoes here but um I'm so sorry Ed yeah no, I'm gonna go rethink my entire theology thank you Nick. yeah I I really like that and I think um like the even aside from that just looking at the different kind of strands if you look if you think of three straight down almost. Um, of, of how those um, elements of God relate to us as well in that in that kind of community, that the community of, with spirit, community with man, and community with God. Essentially, those three three characteristics. Um, I, I think that's really really important. Yeah, it kind of gives us um, another, a different way to a different lens to to view the world. Like as I say, the community within ourselves, the community that we have with our relationship with God, and then a community in spirit. I guess that connects all all two well both of those and the rest with with man as well um it's quite nice that's quite a nice um synergy to that that's all i've got <laughs> <laughs> part of my thinking came from i don't know if you know there's a picture by uh rublev and it's called rublev's icon yeah or apparently also called the hospitality of abraham and it's meant to be 
the three angels who visited Abraham to tell him that Sarah was going to have a, have a son. But then over the years, they kind of now interpret that painting as looking at the Trinity and they sit and how they sit together around mm. like, in relationship. And one, each one represents a different part of the Trinity and how it creates a circle and how it's all, there's a community mm. in that. And that, that idea of perfect community and how that can relate to how we relate to one another. Yeah. Definitely, I, th- I really like that as well, um, Claire. Because the, the just to describe the paint a little bit more, they kind of they're all like leaning in towards each other, which is really nice, as if they're all like really keen to to hear. But the perspective that it's drawn from, you're kind of looking at. So you've got a figure left and right, and one straight in front of you. So it's almost like there's a seat at the table for you there within that as well. Yeah, there we go. Um, it's just showing us all that for, for the listeners. So if yeah. you want to Google that and have a quick look, yeah, it's almost like the perspective that is drawn from is a seat at that table for for us to be kind of in community as well so i quite like that although obviously there's a distinction to say that when i'm not part of the trinity but also just joining in with that conversation i guess within that community is a really nice notion for me hmm. there's quite a few um paintings i think um trying to uh, it's not an uncommon thing for artists to try and capture i think the, the trinity i'm trying to think of some of the other ones there's another really famous one that's not coming to mind um i think it's a, it's a good thing for artists to to grapple with isn't it because like i think we've thoroughly demonstrated that this goes beyond words to at some point <laughs> mm. um and that there is a limitation to certainly our language on this um but yeah like sometimes art you kind of see different things and seeing something is very different to hearing it i guess definitely i think this is something like you say that things abstract concepts can often be described best in art or music or you know beyond you know extra uh, uh lingual forms rather than just yeah just being it's difficult to i could sometimes listen to a piece of music and it explains a lot more than reading a, a poem or watching a film or anything like that um so I think, yeah, and I, th- and I think artists are kind of fascinated with the abstract art they that have to portray that to make sense or not yeah. make sense, depending on what they want to achieve. I guess my, my I've kind of struggled with a, a way to sort of link what I'm thinking to what Claire's asking. <laughs> so I'm going to answer my own question again. Um, but I, I kind of, when, when, when we talked about, um, when you asked the question, it made me think about what does the Trinity teach about living not so much in community, but about how we live our lives, I guess. Um, and it makes me think of the up in and out model of mission um, and of, of living, um, being the Heavenly Father looking up, the um, Holy Spirit is looking inwardly on ourselves and on our Christian life, and Jesus being outwards um, with the people. Um, and I don't know if that kind of makes sense to anyone, but that's that's what came to my mind when you asked the question. Yeah, I like that. And you know, that up in and out is taken from the life of Jesus, isn't it? And we see that's how he lives out um, his ministry. So, mm. I think there's a definite, um, yeah, there's definite the three three is a number. I think it was Pythagoras who said it's the perfect number because it's got a beginning, a middle, and an end. Like this, that, and that's. And I quite like that. Um, I guess probably another question beyond that is, do we look at the the different aspects of God in in tenses as well? Do we see 
you know, some things has been, you know, the past being maybe more linked to one element of the Trinity and the future being another, or do we, is that something that we kind of, guys that we look at? I think for me, looking at, historically looking at the Old Testament, it seemed to be just, you know, God the Father and, and that's it. Whereas if we look at some some of the teachings on the Trinity, if we, if we believe that Jesus and the Holy Spirit were there from the start, then they were kind of in on the acts then as well. Um. Which, I'd love to know what they were up to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> playing cards. <laughs> so yeah, and, and that's a, it's a really genuine question that I like. What you know, at, what, at that time, what was you know what, what was going on? Like what? And I think that's that's that was the point that I kind of ended my thinking on because I arrived at the conclusion that um, I, I don't know. There's definitely three bits. Uh, God still love. God still really good. I don't really care. <laughs> like it's fine. That's ne- that's fine. Not to know. Yeah. <laughs> we have a title. Yeah, <laughs> the Trinity. Who cares? Um, I just think there's there's more important things for me to wrestle with um, than something that I know that I can't understand, um, and that it's been proven throughout time that not really anybody's got. A, a really nailed down um, theory on it. There's, there's, a, there's a gap in, in everything, I guess, for, for me. So, and, and I think that's okay. I think that maybe there's an element of truth to all of it. Maybe there's no truth in any any of it. <laughs> maybe God's just God, and we, you know, we're trying to, like I say, we're trying to limit it with our own very, very small human minds, and as, as I say, bigger, bigger minds than the mind have thought about it, and, and not come up with anything. So, I think. Yeah, kind of to tie it, tie it all back together again. I'm 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 content in not understanding this, um, and I and I don't think I'll devote a whole amount of time to trying to to wrestle with it to the nth degree. I think I'll, I'll probably I will think about it more, but I don't think I'll I'll arrive at any solid conclusions. I don't know if you guys have 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 nailed down something. Maybe I'm on my own with that. Or no, no, I agree with you. I think um, it definitely feels like something that I'm not not close to understanding fully. <laughs> and I'm more, more and more comfortable with that feeling uh, in life. But um, yeah, I, I think I, I've got to the point at the moment where I think, you know, there is definitely room for me to understand more, to read more, to yeah. uh, pray more about this and try and come to an understanding. But actually, it's not something like like you said that I think... It, it it doesn't seem that high stakes to me whether I'm right on this. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm and, trying to say. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I think in that instance, I'm willing just to defer to Christian teaching that's been around for the last few thousand years. I think that's fairly consistent. Um, you know, when I read the Bible, I see it all the way through that, like yeah. in loads of different places. So I'm going to have to bow to the wisdom of that at some point. So um, I might I might choose this issue that, I find comfortable to <laughs> do it in. <laughs> yeah, I think I um I saw the this sort of analogy of the past, present, and future, and I think again for an explaining sort of in a in its sim- most simplistic form of God's sort of characteristics of God the Creator, Jesus in the present in in the world, and the Holy Spirit um sort of being with us and looking after us for the future. I kind of get the the thought process behind that analogy but there's so many holes in that as well. And there's so many holes in everything that we've said. <laughs> um, 
but I think they all point to a a God that is beyond our understanding, and I think that's how I want Him, because the day that I understand everything about God is a day that He's not quite as big as I thought He was. You become God, yeah, at that point, don't you? If you understand, and then there'll be four, that's the thing. even more confusing. <laughs> <laughs> The Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and Paul. <laughs> That's the title, I think. I, something which I quite like the idea of what it means. It says, in the Trinity, we see God, our creator, so the Father, God, our saviour, Jesus, and God, our helper, the spirit, which we know as one God. And I think it's the idea, liking to be known that we were created, liking to know that we've got someone who saves us, and mm. liking to know that there's someone who helps us. Mm. we can say that it's only father god who created us and it's only jesus who is our savior and only the helper the spirit who's our helper that's then when we get back to <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well i think we are reaching the end of our capacity <laughs> <laughs> agreed um so i think uh let I definitely on this is this issue or this topic I would love to hear from the listener group yeah, because yeah. there's such a wealth of wisdom in there that um we, we would love to hear from and I'm sure as you've listened through this you've kind of thought no they've got that wrong or or actually you've had other thoughts that you'd like to share with us and please do um in the listener group and we'd love to carry on the conversation there yeah, uh, please, but... please disagree with us because we're as confused as anyone as you can tell so anything you can add to this will be helpful absolutely yeah and and if you've got any more analogies that you think are helpful or unhelpful and funny whichever way um we would love to hear them as well but um, as always thanks so much for listening and we will see you next time bye, bye. bye.